from all grade levels who are very capable of taking on that role and taking guys under their wing. Overall, I feel like the team as a whole is just capable of so many things this year. It is a Tuesday edition. Jack Michaels showed Derek Hansen County from our studios at 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo. These are the uh, these are the days, baby. We are rolling and rocking and ready to go. Gophers, Nebraska Thursday. Dragons, Wayne State Thursday. Cobbers, Eau Claire on Saturday. Bison, Eastern Washington on Saturday. North Dakota and Drake on Saturday. Just to name a few, not to mention the high school's top. Speaking of the studio, presented by uh, my, oh, my OMG, oh, my Gundersons. Yeah, make it easy. It's our Gunderson studio. Gunderson's Uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gunderson's.com. As we said, it's a Tuesday edition today. That means Dick Brammer. Yes. Let's see if Royce Lewis can hit three grand slams in uh, three games. How do you like your, your back-to-back day? Is it... Uh, you got to be fortunate to be in that position. And then, of course, you have to be Royce Lewis and guys that can barrel the ball to perform the feat. Derek, what do you make? Where do you put? And for our text club at 35270, what's the equivalent? Where do you put hitting back-to-back days of grand slaps? What does that mean to you? What, what does it mean? Means you're getting a lot of guys on base in front of you, and something that they couldn't do early on in the season. And you're driving them in, and you're driving them all in. Yeah, so that's pretty impressive. I mean, that's a, that's the good part of about it. So yeah, yeah. For for me, I mean, it's it's unique the fact that you get all the ducks on a pond, and you're able to do that two days in a row. You know, that you have that opportunity is probably as unique as anything, let alone that's to right. come through with it. It it, it it's uh. I was driving back um, from Grand Forks last night, locked in, and, I, you know, like, radio's a companion. And I, I got in there, and, and I hear already Corey into the mode. Back it goes! Deep it goes! And I'm thinking, did Royce Lewis just hit a grass yeah, line? how about that? And sure enough, he did. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And the bottom line is, the uh, the Twins, on a day where, you know, might it maybe not as, as strong, and the pitching wasn't as strong out of the gate, uh, on a day where they needed it. And they got it, and that's how you win divisions. That's how you separate. Well, that's just teams. it. I mean, now you're you win tonight, and you're kind of playing with house money because the worst you can do is come away with this with seven games up, right? I mean, that's, that's exactly. You just got to win the series. If you sweep, then you're then you pretty much can get ready to start stitching up the banner, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not that I'm going to go out and buy American League Central title type of shirts anymore because we've seen enough of those. We just they got to do something with it now. I think. Would you say Minnesota sports fans, they're done with division championship T-shirts? Would that be safe to say? I, mean, I would with think with the the NFC North title, I don't, I don't care. It's kind of uh, we got to get further now. We got to, we want that conference championship one. Speaking of that, and I asked uh, Dan Michaels this this morning and Doug Lear on because uh, we were just talking about what you and I are discussing here is that uh, the Homer Hanky. Remember the Homer Hanky? You know, over the years. What products have um, would you either bring back promotional rallying type products? Would you bring back, or what <laughs> new would you add to your point, Derek? Oh man, for this year's run, what did you like the best? What would you bring back? Right in front of you is the is the Doug Simonick Memorial, uh, or not memorial, but the uh, the celebratorial thirty three that got retired. You know, we've got the little uh, towel there. Uh, but that's the question, you know. That'll be the question for the text club. What What did you like the best, or what would you make up? I know the one thing we nobody. I think they liked it and didn't was that I'm going to mispronounce the word. Was it a, a vuvu, zela, a zuzu? Yeah, those things for the a, soccer. The those soccer head. Things. Yeah, that was good, and then got annoying. Correct, or was it good all around? It was pretty annoying. Okay, it was oh, it was annoying from the start. Oh yeah. Well, just because of the sound of it. It sounds like azaleas sitting there buzzing in your trees at the lake. Um, you know, it's interesting. You know what the most intriguing part of that, going back to 1987, mm-hmm. of all the things that make me go, hmm, about that, the Homer Hanky is what do you think? 
and I'll throw this at just because what as in um um a, 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 a fan well prop? it was a promotional thing but yeah. keep in mind was that a CCO? it wasn't the twin no it was the Star Tribune what trib. I mean you think about marketing departments and we do what we can here at the radio sure. right I mean we and we we try to get T-shirts and hey, caps and, and stuff like that, that. Yeah. but boy. Newspapers used to do that, and you know, I mean, they just don't anymore. Think about that, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, and we could always like to do better, but we try to get as many things. But yeah, a, a spot. They were actually sponsors of that. They're the ones who came up with it. So we have just, I, that. That, I, that just I just thought of that. That the Star Tribune, and of course, they were right across the street from right the dome. So they just went out and got boxes and gave the fans the way in. Here you go. <laughs> Dumb and number. There you go. There right. you go. Uh, it was, it was insane. Uh, that, that, I mean, just, I know we have white outs and, and gold outs and green outs and all that going on. And that's neat. You know, uh, red Hawks. I'd love to see a sea of red down there during a Newman outdoor field. But well, what's the props. most successful as far as like giveaway? Like the first so many hundred fans, right. or whatever. Uh, I mean that the mini bats are always huge. Mini bats are huge. huge I mean, I would thing. say the Dairy Queen Cap Day was huge for the yeah. Twins back in the day. One thing promotional wise, I could never understand it within the radio broadcast that stopped. And maybe it was. At, did it happen after they left the the Good Neighbor first time to go over to the rival when they yeah. actually changed rights? Was. The snapper mow him down any, I think it was the most genius thing on the any. Twins broadcast. Because hey, so and so, if uh, they go down one, two, three, you get a win a mower. That was a genius, tremendous deal. idea. Yeah, I think uh, in radio we we got to come up with more of those things, right? The uh, uh, was it WLOL that gave out these little radios that were tuned in to. WLOL. Well, and that would make sense, wouldn't it? I mean, the little right? radios, I mean, they're only they were what, like little, $10 and you can get them at Fleet Farm. Automatically tuned into the station. Yeah. I thought it was ingenious. You know what would be, uh, so I don't know this year. A radio the that can only pick up that frequency. That, that only that'd picks be the, up that frequency. That's a, that, yeah, we got to come up with that. <laughs> that's, that's a great. Uh, so I don't know. This year, I don't know. Do you, do you bring back the the hanky? Or do you it maybe those little pinwheel fans? Do you have that, or is that that's going to be broken? It's not as easy to you know. What would you like to see? Forty thousand or thirty eight thousand people? I mean the ter- I mean the Homer Hanky's a ripoff of the terrible towel, right? That's I mean, right. Essentially, Pittsburgh. We, I mean, yeah. we can admit that. I mean, the Pittsburgh made that yeah. famous. Of course, then you thought there were flags on the field every time something flew on to Three River Stadium there. Yeah, which I, was that Three Rivers? No, which one was what? What? Because well, Cincinnati, what? That was. Also, some type of yeah. all those cookie cutter multi purpose right. ballparks. Back that in the days all look the of, same. of Crosley Fields and Shine Parks and yeah. all the, uh, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, uh, that would be, that'd be the question today. I guess we kind of slipped into that. What would you bring back for a promotional prop that the fans can bring to every game of the postseason that the, uh, that the Twins are in. Do you still have your Homer hanky, Daryl? I do have a couple, actually, in my storage somewhere. I bet you everybody... Does Paul... The... Paul, do you pa- have Paul. a... Uh, do you have a uh, Homer hanky somewhere? Yes, I do. Yeah, and the, this uh, is... You knew it, you, exactly. Why well, didn't even ask? Oh, that, that should have been a rhetorical question, I, We must be having Dick Braver on today, because Paul likes to pop in there yeah. and do a... What question, yeah. what question uh, do you got for Dick that uh, you're going to want to answer, Paul? A question... Uh, what would Dick Bremer do if he was pitching for the Twins? And what would he pick? No, if he was batting for the Twins, what is this? What? Uh, how many? Uh, what? How far would he hit the ball to? Okay, how far? In the field? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. Dick Bremer for me. Well, that's yeah. what, if he went that, up against Duran, would he have a chance? Yeah, uh, and, and Dick, well, we've asked him, Dick, uh, going back to his plan days, and I don't think Dick uh, propenses to be uh, no. the uh, the ultimate. But I bet you, you know, Dick's a good-sized guy. I bet he could probably. He was part of those fantasy camps things with him and Dave Mona and those guys, I think. So. I'll ask this for Paul, uh, for Dick, uh, coming up here around the corner. Uh, if Dick were uh, a projected uh, major league player, would he have been a hitter or would he have been a pitcher? Pitcher, there you go. Yeah, that's, how's that? Do you want to ask me to brag for me tonight? All right. All right. Sounds good, Paul. You enjoy the game tonight, okay? I'll talk to you soon. There you go.
That's all right. I, I kind of missed that. We had a weekly uh, chat with Paul on on that. Uh, here's a, speaking of uh, speaking of promotion. And did I just not mention? Weren't we just saying? I'm saying good luck getting a ticket for Nebraska volleyball. I think I did, came out of. We were talking about something about tickets. I said, yeah, if you if you're willed to, you're willed to take it. Maybe it was a week ago or something. I see this. The uh, Nebraska is going for the record. And records. The NCAA record for women's volleyball attendance. Now, it is what, the 28th today? 29th today. 29th today. August 30th, so tomorrow, the Cornhuskers host Nebraska Omaha. And what they've done, Derek, they've erected a court inside Memorial Stadium. Oh, really? You're well, right across from Haymarket Park there, right off by... They've erected a court inside Memorial Stadium, and that place is a capacity of 85458. 85458. And if you've ever been to a Cornhusker game and, 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 and did that, and it's just insane how it becomes one of the largest cities, not only in the state of Nebraska, but around the region. Uh, they are looking to put 90, well, what are they looking to get here? 90,000? Really? The biggest crowd to attend a women a women's sporting event in the United States of America was uh, the Rose Bowl, the 1999 World Cup final between U.S. and China. 90,185. Oh. Nebraska tomorrow night. Now, the stadium has a capacity of 85,458, but has gone past 90,000. And again, Derek, we're not just talking about the stadium. We're talking about volleyball, so you can they probably got people that are going to be sitting on the— Hope it's not too windy. That could really affect the things, right? I mean, oh. the forecast could be interesting there. So that's going to be insane. The, the, the That'd next, be cool. Yeah, the next record was a, uh, a Champions League match, Barcelona-Wolfsburg, 91,648, I think, is the world's largest record. So the U.S. record for a women's sporting event, 90,185 Rose Bowl, 99 World Cup, and the world's largest uh, women's attended event, 91,648 Barcelona-Wolfsburg last April. And Nebraska is trying to beat both of them. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. I've called the game Memorial Memorial Stadium, been to Memorial Stadium. You've been to Memorial Stadium. I see it. I have been. No. Oh, yo. I uh Everyone says it's kind of like going to Lambeau Field where you want to cheer cheer against them, but they're so nice to everyone. Right, right, right. It's like it's hard to hate the opponent. And it's like you have a whole new found respect for Packers because they're so nice. Welcome. Have you been here before? Yeah, I'm here to cheer against your team. Yeah, we love seeing people come in and enjoy the experience of Lambeau Field. They they know they got. They know what they have. Yeah, and and Nebraska fans, I've been told it's the same type of thing. It's just, hey, come to our tailgate. Yeah, so. Uh Although they're frustrated. Matt Rule, I think they're really looking forward to doing some big things, you know, and coming up on Thursday night over on 1019 Jack FM. Speaking that's a kick of. off of the season that we'll have uh, those games all season long again on most of the time on Saturdays. And a pretty interesting Gophers football season coming up. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of a tougher schedule. They got Michigan and Ohio State back on the schedule as far as the uh, you know non-divisional games. So, and really the last chance to win the division before everything blows up next year with four teams from the Pacific <laughs> Coast coming over. And they're probably getting, even though Nebraska obviously is trying to get back traction, you know, and and, and move from the post-Frost era and now, you know, really kind of uh, – but uh, this is one, Derek, you got to have. Huntington Bank has sold out, you know, Thursday too for that matter. So, I mean, you're saying Can you imagine it. how much red's going to be there and then – the state fair has got to be loving this oh. because you get Nebraska nights, so they want to go on, up and check Memorial out the week, fair. Yeah, on a weekend like this, Labor Day weekend, yes. or Labor Day weekend. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's that's uh, that's incredible. So yeah, one on nine Jack FM. Yeah, so I, I I'm I'm now it's going to skew Big Ten average attendance figures for volleyball, volleyball Big Ten. Well, I would hope so. 
it's going to, you know, that's like there's been a couple days in the AA uh, where they've had special night. I think they had a Taylor Swift night. Not that they sure. brought somebody didn't bring Taylor Swift in, but you had a Taylor Swift night. Just the mention of somebody sometimes brings people in where you, you did this and that and another thing where it was just exceeding it. So uh, good for that. It's 91,000. I wonder what the tickets are. Yeah, I can't remember. Iowa's wrestling team did it at uh, Kinnick one year. They had a big wrestling match against someone. I can't remember who it was, and they did it outside. That was really cool, too. So I, I give the credit. It'd be nice if they had, like, a retractable roof dome type of thing that they could use you know, just to make sure <laughs> right. that uh, that is a nice thing. It, one of the worst things of 2020, and there's a lot, but that fact that the NCAA tournament wrestling was going to be at U.S. Bank and that got canceled, oh, I still – would have loved to see what that would have looked like, and hopefully they can do that again down the road. Uh, before we break and bring Dick Bramer on, uh, do you want to take a, a crack, Derek, at the uh, the record for the biggest attendance, the largest attendance at a sporting event held in an enclosed stadium? Enclosed? That- I think it's 93,000 at uh, WrestleMania three oh, at, the- at the Silverdome. <sighs> There's... This one says Maracana Stadium in Brazil had a record of 199,854. Brazil versus Uruguay in the World Cup final in 1950. In an indoor? And it said this is the biggest attendance at a sporting event held in an enclosed stadium. I wonder by the meaning of enclosed yeah, what that that still means outdoor. Yeah, it doesn't to me, mean like in, they had something at Woodstock where there's no right, right where you just walk up to the prairie and watch it. Um, Three fifty at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, in increase. But anyway, we'll uh, talk it. Dick Bramer got to be in a good mood. Twins uh, winning games. They're coming off a, a series win against the Rangers. The, and the way they've did, uh, done it a couple times was great. Now they uh, they got Cleveland, and they're getting grand slams. Uh, we'll see where the movement is. You know, obviously we're coming at a point where you can add a couple on, expand. you got things to do, people going down, over going down, you know, Keuchel, uh, a lot of stuff to get to. Dick Bremer brought to you by Jefferson Lines. He's next on 740 The Fan. Weekday afternoon games of Twins baseball can be found here. Korea Bass, he swings and hammers to left center field deep. This one's got a chance. Minnesota Twins, uh, Red Hot, Royce Lewis, uh, maybe even hotter on that. We are talking Twins as we do with Dick Bremer. Brought to you by Jefferson Lines, and we will get, Dick, it's great to hear your voice. We'll get to the Twins a little bit here, but right before you joined us, we were Derek and I were chatting, Dick, about uh, Nebraska women's volleyball. It was having a, an event again. Well, they're having a, a match against Nebraska-Omaha tomorrow night, and they've erected a, a, a court at Memorial Stadium, and we were going over the largest, uh, most attendance for a women's sporting event ever, and uh, I think they're both soccer matches, over 90,000, and they're trying to attempt to, to beat that tomorrow at Memorial Stadium, and, and they might be able to. My question for you, Dick, uh, because there have been some large crowds, and Derek and I were talking about Homer Hankies and Twins baseball. Can you recall the largest crowd that you've been broadcasting where, where we're talking about just an insane amount of people, Dick, that's been at the venue? I did um, a gopher football game in Ann Arbor uh, at the big house. Uh, against the uh, University of Michigan, and they sell those games out. And I think the capacity is something like 102,000, something like that. And uh, so that's that's probably the, the – I can't imagine, you know, many other venues that can handle that, so uh, more than that. So uh, I'm guessing that's probably the most uh, – fans I've seen at an event. Yeah, that's a good call. You've never called the the Indy 500 in front of 350,000. <laughs> I was looking at some of these. Numbers. I've not called it. I've been I've been there a couple oh, of times. Oh, have you really? I, I haven't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we used wow. to, uh, yeah. my best friend was a big uh, auto racing fan, an Indy fan. So back in the what late 70s, I guess, I went back-to-back years. I went to the Brickyard 400 there, too. Same thing as people everywhere it's like you fit us uh, i think it, it fit my hometown of barnsel in the in the uh i mean is it inside just, there is it one of the guys where you just have to see it to believe it when you're talking about well you can't see the whole track that's the thing it's, oh, wow. it's so large Yeah, i could see maybe 300 uh, yards of the track and uh, the concession was uh, my best friend was a big uh, indy car fan i was not still am not 
but uh, we were uh, in Cedar Rapids, Iowa at the time, and 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 the give back was we had to stop in Chicago on Saturday night and see whichever baseball team was playing. Ah, so there you go. There you uh, go. I went more for the baseball, and <laughs> and he went more for the auto racing. Uh, I, I went pre nine eleven, so. It was ninety nine, I think I went, and the, the best thing about it is you could bring your own cooler and beverages in, oh, which yeah. you don't would never hear of nowadays in a, any sporting venue. That is well, that sure. sounds kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so much, Dick. What's been? Fun. What's been? I'm sure fun is 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 just uh, you know we talk about winning baseball is fun, Dick, but you know the way. Uh, that that you win can be pretty good too because the way you win can build some confidence in your team and uh, and the Twins I think we saw a little bit of that in the Texas series and then uh, you know Royce Lewis yes but you know and not the only one yesterday too just kind of the way they're winning games is pretty good too. Well, it's been a lot of fun and what's really been uh, an important part of this Twins season, uh, in addition to what looks to be a championship season. This is a team that's in transition uh, with the three rookies coming up, and you didn't know what to expect from Royce Lewis because you didn't know if he was going to be healthy. Uh, I didn't. I know that no one thought Matt Walner would be as prominent player as he has been and as productive as he's been. Eddie Julian, I'm not sure many Twins fans had even heard of him before this year. So in addition to very likely winning the American League Central, uh, the Twins have brought up three rookies who look like they're going to be cornerstone players for many years to come. It's so much better uh, than having one rookie who's going to win the Rookie of the Year because they've got three of them that they're going to be able to put into their lineup for quite a few years to come. And, boy, you, you look at the future of that, too, because that was kind of a question mark. It was. It seemed like it was getting thin with some of the outfield, and, of course, we had you know injuries. Uh, Miranda didn't work out. Royce Lewis, obviously, is doing a great job at – uh, third base. Not only are we looking forward to this postseason, I think, because of the pitching that they have, but the future looks pretty bright offensively for this club for a while. Yeah, they're going to have Correa for a long while. They're going to have Buxton and hopefully a healthier Buxton for many years to come. Uh, they have an option on Max Kepler for next year. I suspect, I don't know, but I suspect they will pick that up. Uh, so, yeah, this this team, in addition to being in a great spot to win a division this year, they they should be good for a long time to come. I, I, I don't know if the Thunderbird T-shirts are being made now, <laughs> Dicker, but well, I tell you, you you've been brought. You're a veteran broadcaster, but but even you probably gotta get a good chill still. Obviously, when when a, a young man comes up and makes a debut or gets the first strikeout, or in essence, in his case, I guess his first win uh, too. But take us through Cody Thunderbird. Plus, it's a fun name, Dick. It is a fun name. The twin He's the second Thunderbird in Twins history. Back in the uh, early 80s, there was a position player, Mark Thunderbird, never um, amounted to much as a big league player. He was kind of a minor league legend, uh, not related at all. But uh, uh, So Cody Thunderbird was on his way to the Minnesota State Fair yesterday, about this time, and he got the phone call that, hey, we need you to get to, to target field for the game tonight. And if the Twins had not had... The comeback Sunday that forced extra innings, 13 innings, I doubt that phone call to Cody Funderburk would ever have been made. But then he comes in early in the ball game in an ideal spot. The Twins had taken the lead, and there was a little cushion in case he had a case of the nerves or yips, couldn't throw it over the plate. But he threw it over the plate and had two perfect innings. Then Josh Winder picked up. And what they did last night really sets the rest of the series up well for the Twins. They needed to give Joan Duran, Griffin Jacks, Caleb Thielbar a break in the ball game last night. And so they were able to get through the ball game with a short and diff, uh, disappointing start uh, from Kenta Maeda. They were able to get through that game and win it rather handily without using their primary late inning relievers. And that should set things up pretty well for tonight and tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, hopefully, especially with your top two guys going, right? I mean, that's going to be the big factor here. And Boy, if things go well, you can really put Cleveland away here already, it looks like. You could you can make the three games in Cleveland next week not irrelevant, but take an awful lot of the uh, importance in that series out of the equation. If you can uh, find a way to win both tonight and tomorrow, now you're looking at a nine-game lead. Uh, and, and, you know, the Guardians, I know, were looking forward to this series and the one next week in Cleveland as a way to get back uh, into the uh, American League Central race 
But winning that first game was awfully important for the Twins last night. Dick Bremer brought to you by Jefferson Lines. In uh, what, Dick, you mentioned about uh, not just the how cool it is for Funderburg to uh, come in and get a strikeout and pitch a couple of great innings getting a win. I look at baseball sometimes, Dick, and, and, and what maybe I, I hope it doesn't go by the wayside of fans, uh, like, like hidden dividends being paid. And, and what you just laid out there, you know, maybe isn't blatant to somebody that's paying attention to a game and then watching a game that you don't realize the dividends that that will pay uh, today, tomorrow, in Texas in the next series. Or, you know, if, 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 a, if a young batter is coming up, maybe someone's slumping and, and teammates are picking them up, uh, that, you know, that buys time for the other player to come up and it kind of pays dividends later. That, that's a great part of baseball. I think that sometimes, Dick, might go overlooked or unnoticed. I'll put it that way. Well, yeah, and then, uh, you know, one of the big keys now for the Twins is going to be with a healthy lead in the division, trying to keep Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, not just healthy, but strong. And that's true for position players, too. And in a few days now, the Twins are going to be able to expand the roster to 28. Uh, You can add two position players. You cannot add two pitchers. But look at the position players that are going to return now very quickly, we hope, for the Minnesota Twins. they got Willie Castro, who is just fine. Uh, he's going to go, I think, on the paternity list uh, here if his wife isn't in labor already. Uh, but he should be eligible to be uh, reactivated in time for uh, the series down in Dallas or in uh, St. Petersburg, excuse me, Arlington, Texas. Right. And then Byron Buxton and Alex Kirilov will be right behind him. So you've got Castro, who arguably was certainly one of the most valuable twins in the first four months of the season. And Buxton, an all-star. I think Kirilov is going to be a future all-star. They're coming in healthy and fresh. And so as frustrating as it might have been over the course of the first four months following this baseball team, and we all know what happened last year, they suffered one injury after another, particularly in September, and the whole season kind of cratered on them. It might be just the opposite this year. As they get into September, they may be the healthiest they've ever been. And that certainly is the the case, and hopefully they'll stay that way with the pitching staff too. Because, you know, you mentioned it, Lopez going tonight, and then you got Gray tomorrow. The fact that Dallas Keuchel has come in and looked very serviceable and probably saved the whole game on Sunday from being an embarrassment and gave him a chance to get back in the game, boy, that's going to be a sneaky little pickup that could really be key here in this 2023 season. Absolutely, and he could be a key figure as well in the postseason if the Twins do, in fact, get there, either as a starter or a reliever. I talked with Dallas yesterday about his relief appearance, and he said he felt a little bit rushed. The original plan uh, on Sunday was for Bailey Ober to go five, and then Keuchel was going to go four, but then uh, Bailey really struggled, and so Keuchel was asked to pitch an inning earlier than the original plan, but he seemed to handle that okay. Uh, Five shutout innings. And if the game hadn't gone extra innings, the relief that the bullpen would have gotten, uh, has gotten now with what happened last night, would have happened on Sunday. And again, we don't, we wouldn't expect that the call to uh, for Cody Funderburk would have ever been made. But when you have guys, and, and Keiko certainly is fresh, right? A few games for the Saints, and he's made four appearances for the Twins. Uh, that's a fresh arm. And he seems, in at least in three of his four outings, he's been pretty sharp with his control. So let's not dismiss his chances of being on the postseason roster as well. Funderburg heading to a state fair. I'll guarantee you everybody in That's this That's a great region, story. When Dick, <laughs> when Dick started that out going, and Funderburg was head of the state fair. Little did he know what was going on. Not not to jog everybody's memory and make comparisons, expect everybody to know here, but you know the Twins won the AL Central as it was in 02, 03, 04, 06, 9, 10, 19, and 20. Pennant winners in, in the American League in 24, 25, 33, 65, of course, 87 and 91. AL West titles, 69, 70, 87, 91. And then the two world championships. And again, Dick, uh, you've called a number of these games, obviously, over there. Does this team uh, that, that you're calling on a nightly basis uh, give you flashbacks to, to any of those, some of those teams I, I just rolled through right there? Well, I, 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 you know, all that matters is uh, if you get to the postseason, how well you do there. It is. I thought Gary Gaetti back in 1987 had an apt 
description for it. It's like a tournament. You know, you get into the tournament and then the season starts anew for your listeners who uh, are old enough to remember. I doubt that anybody outside the Twins clubhouse gave the Twins much of a chance to beat the Tigers in the 87 playoffs. Uh, no. The Tigers were really, really <laughs> very, good. Right. And and yet the game never, the series never came back to Minnesota. The Twins won it in five games. So you really don't know. We know about the Twins' utility in the playoffs uh, over the last 20 years. But it's going to be a fresh start for everybody. And the key is going to be health uh, and then obviously guys who who can execute. Now, we didn't know who the heroes were going to be in 87. And then Gary Gaetti steps up and hits home runs in his first two postseason at-bats, and off they went and convincingly beat the Tigers in five games. The Twins will need somebody, whether it's Royce Lewis, Max Kepler, Donovan Solano, somebody needs to step up and get some big hits uh, in the playoffs as they're going to get through the first round. Yeah, they need someone be you know, like uh, Greg Gagne and hit a home run in a World Series. Right? <laughs> Which you never would have thought. Right. It, it's it's going to be fascinating to watch, and, and I can promise you that nobody's going to be uh, overwhelmed or intimidated with the Twins' futility. Look at the key players uh, on this Twins team right now, including the three rookies. They were not a part of of the the you know eighteen game postseason losing streak that the Twins have. Pablo Lopez wasn't a part of it. Sonny Gray wasn't a part of it. Joan Duran wasn't a part of it. So they'll quickly dismiss that, and it will be the start of a, a new season. And then you've got to fight your way through all the layers that are, that exist now to get to the World Series. But uh, I, I like this Twins team the way they're playing right now. They're they're getting the good pitching for the most part that they got in the first half of the year, and now this lineup is really starting to click thanks to the rookies. My last one uh, for Dick here. Uh, we thank Dick for his time. Talking Twins brought to you by Jefferson Lines. Uh, can you read the body language of Cleveland? Is there body language there, uh, Dick? Is there some fight in the Guardians here? It's a good club. It's got some uh, prideful organization, obviously, but – um, I mean, are they coming at Minnesota? You got five more with them uh, here, two at home, three on the road. But what's the body language of Cleveland in your estimation? Well, I, I think the body language for Cleveland, and we haven't seen them just last night since the, the trade deadline, but when Cleveland traded its starting shortstop, its best and healthiest starting pitcher, uh, the slugging first baseman that they signed a two -year, uh, to a two-year deal, uh, I suspect if there's any change, in the body language for the Cleveland players that happened at the trade deadline when the management of the baseball team decided they were going to go into sell mode, even when I think at the time they were just a game and a half behind the Twins. This is a Cleveland team that was leading at the All-Star break. The Twins, we tend to forget, were a half game behind at the All-Star break. Uh, I would not be, I'm not foolish enough to uh, discount or count out uh, a team managed by Terry Francona. But now last week, Francona made some strong hints that this is going to be his last year managing the team. So there are a lot of things going on on the Cleveland side of things, uh, apart uh, from what's happening on the field. But, it, you know, last night they jumped out 4 nothing, and the lead never lasted through the bottom of the inning. So, uh, again, credit the Twins. They uh, knew that there was some importance placed on the first game of the series last night based on what happened uh, in the season series last year when Cleveland dominated the Twins, and they didn't let a 4 nothing deficit bother them at all. You, uh, By the way, between Tito and Rocco, uh, Rocco, are there any similarities in your estimation, Dick? I'd imagine you've, you've sat down with Tito a time or two over the years. Well, I, I think, uh, to be fair, Terry Francona, uh, you know, he, he went the traditional route to get to be a major league manager. He managed for years in the minor leagues. He actually was Michael Jordan's manager when Jordan was trying to play baseball uh, in Birmingham. Uh, there's no better tactician than Terry Francona. And there's no, he's found a way in Bruce Boshi, who was here with the Texas Rangers the same way. It's okay to be old school if you can relate to the current uh, player and players. And I think Boshi has done that. The Rangers up until recently have been really good. Terry Francona has proven to be able to do that. I still think there's a, an awful lot of value in, in paying your dues as players do in the minor leagues, uh, paying your dues as a manager in the minor leagues. I think it really has helped uh, guys like Francona 
uh, and Boshi and, and people like that. And well, going, I just want to say this too. I'm sure it'll be a festive crowd the next couple of days at uh, Target Field. I'm very happy for you that the. Uh, I know that was a beautiful ballpark that the Rangers had that wasn't very old that they is kind of sitting vacant right now. But I'm guessing you're glad that there's air conditioning and a new one with the uh, retractable roof dome that they got. <laughs> I've told some people this. It's it's a huge ballpark, right? I'll bet you you could fit two Target Fields in this ballpark, right? Uh, and it is enclosed. Now, we all know how hot it's been in Texas. They've had something like 70 days during this spring and summer where the temperature has been 100 or above. And I'm guessing that the air uh, air conditioning bill in that ballpark, as huge as it is, (laughs) probably is more than a million dollars a month. And I'm not kidding. Oh, it's got to be. And it'll be a comfortable 74 degrees or whatever. Um, but my gosh, I can't imagine paying the utility bill for that thing, uh, having to try to keep it cool during the Texas heat. I've looked at Chuck's booth, Chuck Morgan, whose son, Kelly Gulledge, good friend of Justin Morno. They, uh, Kelly was a former, uh, twins farmhand and, you know, his dad, Chuck, as you know, Dick has been doing it so well as the voice of that, sure. that, that ballpark. And he's a, such a good man. But I looked at his new digs and I'm thinking, my goodness, Chuck, that, that looks like the largest cockpit of the biggest plane ever to run all the sound. My guess is that's air conditioning. I'm sure your, your, your booth is pretty nice too, Dick, I'd imagine. They didn't, they didn't short on any expense, I don't think, on that ballpark. Well, the the only uh, problem I have with it, we are very, very high in the new ballpark. Uh. Uh, in Texas, and uh, so and and the and it's you know uh, they didn't spare any expense. I'm sure for the sweet holders who were paying a lot of money to get in there, but for those of us who get paid to be there, uh, it's a it's not Spartan or anything like that. But it's it's probably not what you would imagine in this huge new uh, ballpark. It's 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 fine, but we're really really high up in the air and away from home plate, which no broad, uh, broadcaster likes. Dick will be high enough to see uh, Royce's fifth consecutive day with a Grand Slam, perhaps, as it sails out. <laughs> Dick, keep up the great great information, as always, Dick. It's such a treat having you on. Uh, good luck uh, tonight and the rest of this series, and we'll, we'll do it again next week. Thank you, Dick. You got it, guys. Dick Bramer, our greatest. It's one thing, the, 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 the stories, the instant recall that, that Dick has, and uh, it's, it's a treat having him uh, every Tuesday. Brought to you by... Jefferson Lines. Derek, I went over all those teams. I love Dick's response on on a number of those. This is their own team, but here's the scary thing. is Are we going to be looking back in about three years, two years, and go, remember, we saw this coming in 23. Do you, you get That's where you get a little bit of this feeling, Derek. About well, the I think it comes down to Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, and, you know, you know Dallas yeah. Keiko can step up a little bit. Yeah. You know, the fact that you got those two guys kind of running out of rotation – and you're hoping it's a very, you know, Viola Straker, Blylevin type of thing, yeah. right? And, and I'm because I think you're comparing add, them to the '87 Twins right. much more than '91. Because '91, that was a rock solid that lineup, was a good and, club, yeah. and, and you know, Tappany, the third guy in that rotation, was right. pretty. And nobody really, in nobody really saw that do it. That's what I mean. Like in a couple of years, we're gonna go back and go. Of course, Lewis is leading the league in this, and of course, so and so Eddie Julian is up there. Right. But it's like you're starting to see it. Now mm-hmm. and appreciate it now. So. Well, and it's interesting, you know. If we, you know, talk quite a bit about some of the moves that Derek and Thad made that maybe didn't work out as well. But now that Lopez is pitching pretty well, we're mm-hmm. and they're hitting the ball and actually scoring runs. We're not talking as much about a rise, and rightfully so, right? Because when you're putting crooked numbers right. up, when you're winning you're not, games and putting numbers you're up, you're not leaving. You know, you're getting two grand slams two days in a row instead of cheers leaving a, men on base. Here's a, a lot of your spots, well, exactly. It? Kind of, <laughs> but you know, you think of. Uh, Solano and some of these other little pickups that they've made yeah. that have helped out this team. That's where you say, okay, these guys have done an okay job. And, you know, it, what it really comes down to is what we're going to see here coming up in October, it, whether or not they're playing meaningful baseball outside of getting just don't get swept and win an actual playoff game, I think is going to be a big thing for this organization and yeah. maybe get hot and go a little bit further because they might be the type of club, too, that isn't going to mind playing that three ga- best of three series and keep the rhythm going right. and not sit there for a week like a lot of these teams do. Yeah. Jeffers is going to pop a ball out every now and then. Walner, look what he's, you know, this is kind of the uh, the, the twin. And I don't know if they're how far they're going to go this year, but it's better than 
being well, how many games under 500, not playing for anything but to play the schedule out. It's a very good uh, situation right. out there. That well, I, I wouldn't necessarily want to face this team either if I'm looking at, you know, being one of the top dogs oh. in the American League. I mean, I, I just. Yeah, because you got guys now that are, that are starting to protect other guys in the lineup. And by the way, we didn't even really bring up Correa. You know, and some of the bats that, that, that you're... Well, right. You know, that you, can still pop up right. and get hot in October. Because think about this. The Tampa Bay Rays of May are not the Tampa Bay Rays of August, right? Yep. The Yankees are out of it, so that's that, you know, big thing that's, uh, you know, not l- hanging over your head, right, if you're the Twins. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's Do the about- Orioles and Rangers frighten you to death? I would say no. You I, just got done beating uh, the beat Rangers. Baltimore for- in their right. house... Mariners are tricky, but you don't fear the Mariners, oh. right? I mean, I just – it's – the American League that we looked at in June saying, oh, yeah, the Twins will get in and they won't do anything anyway is a little different than what we're looking at here just a few days before September. And I'm not saying they're going to do anything. They could still get swept, but I think – I'll put it to you this way. I have more faith that they can do more in the postseason with this pitching staff than I thought the Vikings right. can do – Going thirteen and four in the regular yeah. season, winning a bunch of close games. If that makes any sense whatsoever. The one when you mentioned Mariners, J Rod kind of fears me. Well, there's that. <laughs> He's well, and that's a, just it. And they're getting hot at the right line. time. That's right, right. another four hit game last night with a home run. For goodness' sake, uh, it's good to be talking uh, talking this round though around uh, Minnesota. That's uh, that that's absolutely fantastic. Well, it's better than them being you know ten games out of first place, yeah. and all we're doing is talking I mean, about the college ima- football season coming. Can you up imagine, here? even though you and I could probably reside in the Bay, okay, and you know in Oakland, maybe you know, I'm gas would be a little spendy. I don't think to, I'm going to be living in Oakland, but I don't think so. I'd be. You know, but weather wise and you know that kind of stuff. Well, maybe even that I've been. I was, um, but could you imagine? Being an A's fan right now, that but everything they've gone through. Well, the, I think if you're just an Oakland sports fan, it, it's in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I mean that place is looking like Escape from New York right now at this point. I mean, Being an Angels fan, you've got certainly the the players that get you, marquee guys, but you've weathered injury. You've weathered. You know, you're you're sitting twelve and a half back. Um, it'd be fun to be a Rangers fan. Got a new digs as we talked about. Nice digs there, I pain. But all anyone is talking about is Trey Lance and Dak Prescott. <laughs> but, but but Jerry Jones. Talk, how about Jerry Jones? The cut of the montage today. His reporters were asked him if anybody. What about the trade and Trey Lance? The trade, and he's like, "We told Mike after we did it." And then they kind of got. Did you talk to Dak? Nope, I haven't talked to Dak. And then at the end, he just leaves. He goes. Those are our decisions. That's an owner. That's that's it. Love that's it or your... love them or hate them. That's an owner. You know, it's on. Well, him. as a fan of that organization, yeah. do you love or hate him? Because I think, I, I mean, listen, you and I could have coached that Barry Switzer team to a right. Super Bowl, right? I mean, that's just they. That was a ridiculous, and you know, thankfully for him, Neil Neil O'Donnell threw the ball to Larry Brown twice, right. but. I, I, Jerry I, I, Jones, but since since Jimmy Johnson has left, yeah. it's been a disaster. If we're there, being honest, there has been no question, and I and I, I agree totally with separation of not church and state. How would you put it, Derek? Separation of on the playing side. There's this the the owner's own, uh, the players you play. You have to delegate the manager, authority, but you have. To, I want my owner. Uh, here's why I like Jerry Jones at time, because I know that he loves owning the Dallas Cowboys. And I know that he is going to spend and do anything in his power for the Dallas Cowboys to win. Again, is it going to come with a a little bit of a meddling and a this and a that, and he's going to be a – yeah, it is. But you know what? I know deep in my heart that he is going to do anything that is going to try to – But it's got to be good, though. Well, I understand. But, I, I, you know, some people – some people, their passion makes them blind at times, and and well, and, there's and you an understatement. So, but that, but you asked me what I like about Jerry Jones. I like an owner that, that there's no question on his des- desire uh, for that star and that team to still be front and center. And even though it's it's fallen off, I know that that he's going to still try to do whatever it takes and whatever it takes. So. That that's just that's my opinion with Jerry Jones. Would I would I probably I don't know if I get I don't know if I get along. Don't like him kind of meddling. Is it awkward when sometimes plays this and almost like when he's interviewed before a coach is about a game and all that? Does that make sense? Not necessarily. No, not at all. 
But you know, I guess that the only that, thing he's got going for me, he he's not Daniel Snyder. I mean, Daniel Snyder's right, made him look right, normal. Right, right. There's there's a lot so, of I mean, there's a got lot him booted of the league. A lot of flaws and a lot of things that that we could sit and talk about it. But just from a pure sports a fan of that organization from when I was a boy, uh, I just know that you know he's gonna. I I trust that he's gonna try to help buy and get and do whatever it takes for that team to win. I don't know if he kept on making these decisions, that would frustrate the heck out of me. But you're a better man than I am. <laughs> well, I, I try to see the good. There's not. I mean, well, I do too. But I just to, to me, I'd, it would frustrate me that he's throwing money at the wrong people many times. And yeah, but wouldn't be the first owner to do that. Oh no. No. Now, sure. in your point, he's maybe done that consistently. <laughs> yes. which, which, he needs a personnel guy. <laughs> we'll take a quick time out. Back with more Jack Michael Show at 740 The Fed. The common man. If you want prime rib material, well, then pay me for prime rib material. And the executive actually looked at me and said, you mean you're not giving us your best work? I said, well, no. Why would I? I'm saving that for when you pay me. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. on 740 The Fed. It is a kind of an on a, a Jerry Joe again. Not not a big. It frustrates me as much as anything, but but I, I think there's a confidence. Yeah, I have the same confidence in Wolves. So it's good. I'm not like non non Viking. Obviously, I want the Vikings to to win every time they take. I think you would just like to see us but be put out of our misery, much the way you know. I want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Because you have enough friends that right. You don't I'm like just, to rib them. Right. You're just. You see the pain that we've been through. I mean, you want to see the euphoria that I had after my hometown finally won a state championship, oh, right? I mean, yes, it was great. So, like this year, I'm going into it, and I'll be calling on Friday, and I will be down the line. I'm, I, my friends from DGF will be good. Yeah, but that'll be on 104.7. Let's go. Time. Seven o'clock yeah, kickoff. Three A runners up taking on the two uh, A champions should be a fun time in Barnesville. But yeah, I just. I'm kind of looking at everything with gravy now. Okay? I couldn't imagine a scene, and I'm trying to that the, that Super Bowl Sunday, if Minnesota were in it, I, I try to think my friend Derek Hansen of decades, mm. who is as I don't know. I'd try to guess if you would be like alone in a fish house with a group of people. I don't think I don't know if that would be it because again, all that culmination. Well, I, I, I'm I've curious said, where you would be. Many people say, well, what would you spend to go? And I said, you know, there was a time I'd really want to be there if it ever happened. Oh, oh, oh. But well, I'm much more into, I think I kind of want to watch it with my family now if it ever happened. Well, my dad and that. my mom. You know what I mean? I've, I've, so I'm hoping it happens while they're still around. Could you think how many GoFundMes are going to go on for Vikings fans well, to, honestly, like, like to go to a Super Bowl if they're in it? Think so, of all the generation like you talked about. So for the people who have listened to us for a very long time, obviously Mike the Viking fanatic, Trom. Yep, rest and, and, and soul. And rest uh, I really thought that there was like some destiny thing going on with the Case Keenum team because I mean the, the way they were winning, you know, the miracle. I just thought, man, this guy. Our good friend Mike the Viking fanatic used to call our programs all Every. the time and was fighting brain cancer. Yes. I thought, this is it, man. He's going to get to see one before he goes. Like and the world's going to collide. This uh, is the path. Un- unfortunately, you know, it, it didn't happen. And, you know, we all know what happened in mm-hmm. Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game, and Mike passed away right. uh, the next following fall. But I, I just. That was probably that week leading up to it. I was like nervous for him. I didn't even care about me. Right. I just like knowing that. This more or less this acquaintance friend of mine who calls a show since we were right. you know, on Sid Hartman's show in the sports right. in all those years. I thought, man, this is destiny, man. This guy's going to get to see it. And you know, Dennis Ryan, the equipment manager who just uh, recently retired, sends Mike a, a helmet. A, a helmet. You, you, you presented Mike. We, or yeah. did you stop and see him when he had well, the helmet? Well, no, I, in there? I just I emailed a few people in with the Vikings. I said, you know, Mike the Viking fanatic, he calls into Sid's show or whatever. He's fighting brain cancer, and he'd right. really like to be buried with a Vikings helmet. They overnighted him one. That's right. <laughs> There's your Vikings team, by the way. I mean, if, if I wasn't a fan before, and like Dennis Ryan, I went up and right. gave him a big hug the next time I saw him <laughs> yeah, on the sidelines. See, I was like, are you kidding me? Those goes, stories pulling for Vikings. Yeah, think about. That's when I was really. Oh. I, that week leading up to the NFC Championship game, so I was like. I was pretty nervous, and to be honest with you, uh, uh, my fiance at the time we were going to movie, and I felt like I was having a heart attack. Just, I was like, just because of the yeah. The and my friend of, homie had just had a heart attack, so I was yeah, a little bit right, cautious. Right? But yeah, just the anxiety leading up to that was there. And uh, I won't say that. So it, I don't want to go through that again. Right. I don't say that it wouldn't matter if they didn't win, 
But if they got there, it would be a, a, a great feeling. I get it that we're all talking about them needing, you know, for them to win would be awesome. But I think that's probably best. We all have anxiety about going 0-1-5, you, you know, know, the first team that would do that. You know, it's kind of between us and Buffalo right, right now, obviously, because Denver put their uh, stuff right. away. And Cincinnati's just one away from going 0-4. But the thrill of those emotions is what's great. And well, the granted, two weeks it, leading up might be hell, though. Right. It could be hell. The thrill of those emotions of that and within that game, and again, win or lose, and yeah, if they lost, all that. But but just the, that thrill, not many people even going to get that thrill of not winning five in a row. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you it's think just, about the history of the NFL of the Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns, right. and they've never been there. <laughs> I mean, that's, Think about that's that. pretty stunning. Not to you... mention from an economic standpoint, there's been some hard times in a couple of those cities you just talked about right there on top of the sports things going on. So I, I was just curious. I thought maybe you'd be alone. And I, see, if I were you in your shoes, I don't know. Maybe I'd be – I think family's right, but to a degree – I don't know. I just, I want to be with family and friends. Family, I'm to that point now in my life where okay family that? and friends would be much better than going and spending all the money. Like this, hearing some of the prices and the gouging that's going on in Vegas for the Super Bowl, did you just hear Russo talking with PA about oh, that? Like, yeah. Like some of the like the like the small hotels, not like the big ones, they're going for like 5000 a night Come and you on. have to have a minimum three-day stay. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> and how do you how do you guard against the gouge? Well, you can't. You I mean, can't, it's, 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 it's it is it is what it's it is. America is. Don King somebody's says, paying I mean, for it. Yeah, right. That's well. That's somebody's going to pay that. That's what I say all the time when people get. I mean, all pro sports are outpriced. The common man. I'm like, well, that's well, someone's paying. For that's it. the problem. I mean, it's the same reason that pickups are seventy grand. Someone's going to pay it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I the bigger an event, if it's just the team I want, I don't know why I get because we're. You know, public guy, you're a public guy. We're out at love people. Uh, but it seems like the biggest, if you're not calling it or part of it, I get the smaller the group. <laughs> you know, it's like the like the bigger the game, I like the smaller. I'm going to take this thing in myself, and I'm just going to watch this thing. And, well, and I can you know. be that way, too. It's it's interesting. Like, there's a lo- long time I didn't like to go to places to watch, like, the Vikings because then mm-hmm. – People, well, what do you think of that? I'm just like, right. I, I don't want to talk about take that. It away. You want to look but at I, it the way you know, I find a group of friends now I like to watch them with, yeah, and it works a little good. bit better. But it's, it's, I know, I know exactly what you mean. You want right. to take it in, you don't want to be talking the whole time. And just, I just want to lock like a good right. movie. I just want to lock into, well, know, that's the way I am with college football Saturdays many times. You know, I'm, just, I'm sitting there, two teams I don't even really care that much about, and I don't want to be chatting about the weather. So it's the way I am with diners, drive ins, and dives. <laughs> <laughs> Like you and my Guys father together. watching ID or yeah. whatever too. Yes, right? your dad yeah. and I. Would, so your dad and I could hang watching. There's the no doubt ID and the well, old mom's channel. watching House Hunters in the main half. <laughs> yes, house. that's another one. Uh, house Hunters is addicting. Can we admit that here is. on the fifty thousand watt AM station uh, that two grown men yeah. get caught up in watching House Hunters? It's uh, just I've seen more beach property being shown by realtors that I'll never even come close to. I'm an to artist. Getting. Our budget is a half a million dollars. <laughs> Current, <laughs> yeah, half a million. I won the, oh, the lottery dream home. <laughs> that's that one that's, that's right. on. The lottery dream home. Uh, Red Hawks have a two-game advantage in the, for the final playoff spot. Uh, they can help themselves out tonight. Uh, the final stretch, seven straight. That's it. That's left. Uh, Common Man is coming up next. Twins in Cleveland and KFGO Red Hawks in Lake Country tonight, right here on 740. The fan can't have help. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Four, three, two, one. 740 The Fan is KNFL Fargo. Sign us up. At 107.3 K297 BW Fargo Moorhead.